This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Swinging Through Comics. Visit mjmunoz.com STC for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. WandaVision, Episode 7, entitled Breaking the Fourth Wall, was uh, very interesting. I liked it a lot. I have uh, a decent amount to say. I'm going to try to get in and out of here pretty quick because, uh, I, you know, spoilers, it was uh, apparently Agnes all along. Uh, she had her own little theme song and stuff. Um, that was interesting to know. There's been so much speculation swirling around the show that it's kind of nice to know, you know, Agnes Harkness that, pe like, that people picked up on uh, before is the right person. She is, you know, this Agatha, uh, what is it? Is it Agatha Harkness? Anyway, I don't remember now, <laughs> but she shortened her name. Yeah, that's what it is. And then she shortened her name to Agatha, whatever, um, or Agnes, sorry. Agatha Harkness becomes Agnes. Anyway, so it's cool to get that confirmation and for it to be shaping out that there's, you know, an actual villain plot or whatever. Uh, there were some interesting seeds planted, like the fact that Vision can't leave the hex or the anomaly or whatever. Uh, that's something interesting. Um, the boys ended up going missing. Uh, I think whichever one is Wiccan, who has some psychic abilities, said that Agnes is quiet inside and he was complaining about all the noise he heard in the house uh, versus she's quiet inside. So either that means she's empty or masking herself or something. And it, it felt like it was, you know, foreboding and, you know, setting up something unsettling. Um, but it was good. Um, it was nice that that happened. And, you know, she willingly got Wanda to give her the boys. And, you know, based on other people's speculation, I wonder if that might be something that uh, has some significance. And it, honestly, um, there was a moment in her house, in Agnes's house, where Wanda uh, looked panic when she realized she didn't know where the boys were. And she, it was interesting as a parent, you know, there are moments when your kids get out of your sight or something like that. And it freaks you out because I don't know what just happened. Are my kids lost? You know, like even at the park playing, um, you know, if you've got, if you're looking after more than two kids at the park, then, you know, it can easy, it can be easy for one to disappear from your line of sight. Doesn't mean they're lost, but they are gone. And there's those moments of parental panic that, what have I done? I just lost my kid. Where are they? What if I never see them again? And that can all happen within a split second because they're behind a tree and then, you know, you walk or they pop out from behind it and uh, there you have the angle of, of, of perspective changes and then, oh no, oh, it's, it's good they're there. Anyway, um, this whole thing with Darcy and uh, Vision trying to get back to Wanda. Well, I guess I want to I want to roll back. Uh, I, the framing devices of television that are at use here are just excellent. Um, having the, you know, breaking, you know, literally breaking the fourth wall, the characters talking into the camera more like, uh, in Modern Family or The Office or, uh, one of those types of shows, uh, was really interesting because it really like, I don't know in those shows, you, it's fake. And obviously in this, it's fake too, but, uh, it was fake in a different way. Like, um, you still get to deeper character motivations and deeper, character traits and honestly in those shows even don't think they do that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine like it's mostly play no they don't do that in Nine-Nine anyway it's mostly like used to just make a joke out of a situation but uh it can be used to be it can be used uh to be incisive and to to get into who the characters are and I feel like that happened a little bit in this episode uh um so that was pretty cool to see and uh I liked that so um one of the things I was toying with, uh, like what alternate title to give this episode. Um, 
you know, to, to talk about what's going on underneath the surface. And I wanted to see something about out of control. I thought it was interesting that Wanda's powers were so on the fritz and everything kept changing and she was just, you know, losing it really. And, um, I liked how like the chaos in her house and, you know, of her house, <laughs> almost literally changing, uh, into even, you know, bare frames, um, reflects like the emptiness and the chaos in Wanda's mind as she's reeling from, you know, the loss and pain, um, of vision. And it was really effective, especially because her waking up in bed and reaching over and then the opening theme song saying Wanda everywhere. And then vision pops in just at the end. Um, that was really interesting because, uh, kind of the show has been all about Wanda and it's all stemming from her envisions kind of an afterthought or an attachment or a, you know, I had this question, uh, I brought this idea up a few episodes back. Um, what is vision? Is he fully sentient? Is it fully him? And then we learned since then that, you know, his, he's been reanimated basically by her and somehow given life again, um, you know, through the scope of her powers or whatever. But, um, you know, like, what is he and who is he? And it's interesting because Darcy gives him like a, uh, she catches him up while they're driving uh, from the circus back to, to his house um, on, you know, what's been going on and and all that. And that's really interesting. Uh, according to him, it's only been a few weeks since uh, he died, which is interesting, which I don't know, but this is post blip. Maybe he meant for him, it just feels like a few weeks because he's been you know, in the show back on air for just a few weeks. I don't know. It's a little hard to say. Well, I guess when, when would everything have happened? Hmm. I guess this is a post, um, this would make sense for this to be post Endgame was the second one, right? Uh, because if everything has been snapped back, you know, Monica got snapped back and that's why she was able to be there at, for sword. So, uh, anyway, trying to puzzle out the timeline, but I don't really care to do that. Anyway, uh, it just seemed like an interesting uh, thing to discuss for a moment, but uh, that moment has passed. So anyway, um, but yeah, like the her reaching over and it echoing Vision's death uh, because he's not there anymore. She's looking for her husband who's not there. Um, and then she's a single mom. And I mean, they do talk about Vision, the kids. They're like, hey, when's dad coming home or whatever? And uh, she said something like, like, he can go if he wants to go. He doesn't have to stay here. And... That was interesting because it honestly, in one of the uh, the cutaways where she was having the personal interview with the uh, you know producer or whatever, she said something like, "Oh, did I go too dark?" Saying you know whatever, I, and I I actually didn't catch what she said. It was kind of funny in the moment. I, I just I couldn't hear what she said, and I thought I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rewind it. It's fine. It's just you know just a sitcom, right? Um, but you know she, she questioned if she was too dark. But even saying you know dad doesn't have to be here, uh, that seems a little dark. Seems a little heavy. A little uh, a little too true. I mean, you know, a person's free to leave whenever they want. doesn't mean they should. doesn't mean it's right, but, you know, they can. Um, so that was interesting. But I I really felt like her spiraling out of control um, and everything going, you know, all fritzy is supposed to be uh, like a reflection of, you know, her mental state or her, you know, <laughs> how she is with Vision gone and without Vision being there for her. So uh, I dug that a lot. And... Um, I, I liked, I really liked during the interview that he's like, why am I here? I need to go to my wife. And, uh, you know, then he, he, it's weird because then it cuts to him being inside the van with Darcy and then he just flies off. So, um, I don't know, like, it'd be interesting to know if things are supposed to be happening real time or not, or, or, or how that all works. Is it, is it compressed? Is it decompressed? Who knows? Um, 
but it's just it was a really interesting moment where it cut from him walking off of screen he goes out of screen and the next thing you know he's in the the truck with darcy and then he you know phases through the roof flies off to go to wanda and uh, i'm hoping that'll get him to wanda as she's you know entrapped by agnes now in her basement in this you know dungeon hellscape looking thing and uh i don't know it's interesting uh i really liked the moment of uh, Monica going through the anomaly, passing through the barrier. Um, I liked that we got to see all these different visions of herself, <laughs> visions of herself, and versions of herself, and that at the end, um, they all consolidated into one, and that she was able to push through, and then, uh, you know, we got to see some indication of her powers. She had a, a different site where she could see like electro like she could see the electromagnetic wave spectrum if, if that's the right way to say it she could like see electricity and things like that she had this this distorted altered vision and then she was able to um it looked like she was activating some of her powers when wanda was trying to toss her around at the end when she was confronting her and uh that was pretty interesting um wondering what exactly her powers will look like manifest in the show and if um like that little thing about let's save our town uh if wanda envision and photon or or uh, uh what's the other name i don't know if she's gonna be photon or if they're gonna call her captain marvel because everybody uh the military lady kept calling her captain so anyway either way uh i don't know the character so i'll be happy to be introduced fully um you know i'm learning the character and i like her so far i like that she had this grit and determination and that only by utilizing that she was able to get through the barrier and something about that stick to um you know might be what grants her her powers so um that's interesting and well i could get into you know why it's granting her powers but uh i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna go ahead and stay stay right here so uh yeah it, wrapping up in conclusion i really like this episode um it does kind of stink that the uh you know run times include uh however much uh credits or whatever there are but that's okay uh it's not a huge deal um it actually worked out for me today because uh it's gonna be a busy day and I realized that with the episode length, hey, there's going to be like, you know, six minutes of uh, credits or whatever. And fortunately, I started making my notes and I kept this running so that I can uh, get this out, produced and published the way I want it to be. And while I was doing that, there was a little post-credit scene uh, or mid-credit maybe, I don't know, probably post-credit where um, Monica actually makes her way to like the cellar, Agnes's cellar, I'm assuming, the cellar doors. And Pietro, I think it's Pietro, pops up behind her and he says something about um, her being sneaky or like sneakers going to sneak, snoopers going to snoop, something like that. And uh, I don't know. That was interesting that there was a post-credit scene. I've don't think there's been one before, but I've always skipped out, so maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I expect things will escalate. I think there's. I'm pretty sure there's an. It's a nine episode run, so between nine minutes, uh, between episode. I mean, there's there's two left. There's eight and nine, and uh, hopefully it'll be not just a big climactic battle. I don't. That'd be stupid. Um, but uh, I'm really interested to see where. Uh, where they go, how they're going to like fuse this and make it an emotional, personal battle uh, that also involves like witchcraft stuff. Um, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Agnes uh, fights, <laughs> or how Agatha, I should say, how she fights and what she does. And then at the end where she um, ensorcelled uh, Wanda, there was purple vision in her eyes or whatever. I wonder if uh, if that means she has mental control over Wanda and that's 
you know, that means that she's been manipulating her this entire time to orchestrate everything. And maybe Agatha doesn't have the power to do what Wanda does, but she has a different power set and she can manipulate Wanda to do whatever she wants her to do. Which is something, an idea I, lo I love from a villain. It reminds me of Pusher from uh, X-Files. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Check out mgmunios.com for all my stuff. You know, slash SDC for the Swing Through Comics page. You can follow along with all these ep episodes. Um, and you can see the other comics stuff I've been covering. Uh, talked about some Tokusatsu comics with the Rise of Ultraman. Talked about some Star Wars comics. Um, I covered uh, Spider-Man Life Story, which was really great. Uh, I've also covered The Mandalorian. Um... Over, you can find links to that on the website or uh, on the channel here. Um, so anyway, go ahead and check all that stuff out. I would really appreciate that. Until next time, folks, take care. Uh, peace and blessings to you. And I want to ask or encourage you that you would be the hero that you needed in your most desperate hour. And with that, I'm out of here, folks. <laughs>